0: Hello and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guests are Jade and Joelle Gaona, the operating partners of two Restore franchises who are currently in the process of expanding into two more stores. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Yes. So I'm so grateful my client, David Pena, told me about you guys, because you know he's quite the entrepreneur and he doesn't give compliments easy. And he's like, you've got to have them on your show. They are the most impressive people I know, both in the way they care about others and in their entrepreneurial spirit. So thank you for making the time and, and thanks for what you do. Neither one of you started your life as entrepreneurs. So what would you say were one of the two best practices that you that you have as leaders that have allowed you to now have four franchises?
1: Well, I think it all starts from once you find your purpose and once you feel exactly what that is, there's this term where it's been used as like you burn all the ships, right? If you will, if you just go full force. And for us, collectively, we've been on a mission to help people optimize the way they feel through health and wellness for many, many years. My wife is a pediatric intensive care nurse by trade. I've been in the health and wellness industry for over 12 years. And for us, restore kind of found us we were able to find this collective synergistic business that aligned with our core values and our mission so in essence i believe a lot of entrepreneurs what we do is we look for ways to fill in the gap in industry and if it doesn't exist we're like well why don't i just make it up right (laughs) so for us we were very fortunate to find something that was already in alignment with who we are and what we're about
0: well, and you guys were both high performers in, in your different areas of life, right? Jade, you as a pediatric nurse and, and being in intensive care units all the time. And, and I mean, both of you have always had high performance in terms of being athletes as well. So how much of the athlete mindset would you say played into also being a high performer in a business setting?
1: Yes. So for us, our background, we've done a lot of ultra marathons. We, we did an Ironman together, which is uh It's quite a feat in itself. And all those experiences in reality is so beyond the physical, right? The physical training aspect is huge. That's preparation, that's training, nutrition, sleep, hydration, but then comes the mindset, right? So, you know, Henry Ford would have this saying that goes, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. So when you go into a race, it's that same mindset. If you think you can you're going to walk a 100 miles if you have to, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're going to launch a business and see it all the way through. But it starts with that can mentality. So for us, we've been able to transfer that level of enthusiasm and discipline into our business. And fortunately, we've also had a lot of our team members that have that athletic background as well. And we've seen day in and day out that that level of discipline and, and that they've had in sports or other disciplines have transferred to the business side. So that's definitely one of those best practices that we can relate to. Yeah. And I think also to piggyback onto what Joel said, I think just understanding that life is not perfect and you're never going to have just like an upward motion in business and sports and races or anything like that. So just knowing that there are going to be ebbs and flows, you're going to have downs, you're going to have ups and just to kind of ride the wave, enjoy it and just like persevere through everything. And I think a lot of, unfortunately, businesses suffered through COVID. We happen to thrive just because people did start to realize the importance of starting to take care of themselves and prevention on the side of prevention Mm. and not acting out of yeah yeah, like reactive yes so to jade's point there was like a paradigm shift that happened during the pandemic where no matter if you were already in the greatest physical shape of your life or you weren't everybody had one thing in mind that was to stay healthy right Mm. and if they weren't there already they were looking for ways to optimize their health so we just happened to be at the right place at the right time and we were very blessed to be able to serve and cater to the needs of, of people out there that were curious. And a lot of the ones that we already were serving, such as David, we serve a lot of high-end clientele base. So CEOs, doctors, entrepreneurs, you name it. And there's a different mentality and mindset because for them, it's all about optimizing their health so they can then optimize in every other area of their life. Now that's mm-hmm. not everyone, but that's the majority of people that we see. So we've been mm-hmm. very fortunate to be able to serve them in that way.
0: And you bring up a good point. So who your clients are, they know the importance of high performance and you help them get there. Now, another aspect that I'm curious about is how do you retain your people? Cause that's a hot topic these days. Would you say it's also because you hire well, or people who are, who are willing to go through the ups and downs or?
1: So let's, let's talk about hiring for a second. So hiring, I mean, I love hiring people because for us, it's like, I'm constantly looking for people that are on mission, whatever that looks like that are just ready to jump on board and do something. And when I see that, I want to bring them to this collective group and introduce them to what we're doing, right? So whenever we're hiring somebody, of course, we look at their resume, we look at their experience. But I always tell my team on the leadership side is we hire based on the intangibles, which means those things you can't teach people, right? Mm-hmm. So their work ethic, their ability to problem solve, their teamwork aspect, their ability to coachability, right? Humility, are they serving leaders, right? So for us is all those little other things, because we can teach somebody restore, we can teach somebody business, but we can't teach those things. So once we identify those key elements, it's like Let's go, game on. And I'll give you a quick example. We had a young man that joined our team a little less than two years ago that walked across the street from his other business. And he said, I love what you guys are doing. I wanna be part of this team. How do I do that? And I was like, well, have a seat, let's let's sit down. I sat him on a massage chair and we spoke. And I was like, tell me a little bit about yourself. Come to find out this young man used to be a track athlete for many, many years, Hmm. for about nine years. And he got to where he ran a one mile time in like four minutes flat or something like that, which is Hmm. really fast. And as soon as he told me, that, I was like, "Dude, you're hired!" Because to me, it's like the level of discipline that requires. It's like I can teach you everything else. Plus, he had the personality and the charisma, and he had already done his research on our company. So. To answer your question, yes, we do. We are very mindful about the hiring process because then we can build out the retention plan based on that. When it comes to retention, I always feel like retention starts with your team first. If you retain the right players, they're going to retain your members, right? Like Richard Branson says, your players, your team members are the most valuable asset you have to your organization especially if you're in the people's business, right? For us, it's all about the people because it, it's, it's energy, it's energy being exchanged. So when somebody walks into Restore, no matter if they're the CEO of a company or maybe they're, a, or maybe they're a mom of three that's looking to optimize her health because she's running around crazy following her kids, they can still come to Restore and get this incredible experience. So the last thing I'll say about the retention piece is we focus on having the team that cares the most, right? So we don't have the most amount of members in our company right now, as far as clients, because we serve more of a a niche based clientele base. But I always say we have the people that care the most that care for them.
0: Yeah, well, and obviously that formula is working because I know you happen to be in the top five every month in terms of sales on the medical side as a franchisee. So you've definitely figured out some good formulas. And to your point, leadership is key, hiring well is key. So I am curious, though, did you ever struggle as a leader?
1: Yes. I believe we learn so much more through our struggles and quote unquote failures. I'm actually, I'm very glad that I've had a lot of different ebbs and flows. I'm glad that I've actually failed in business a few times in the past because through those failures, I actually see them as opportunities. All those blind spots that I didn't see before. Now I have this clear vision and lens and what it's done for us as business partners and also as a company is we focus on the foundation, like building our business on a strong foundation when it where it's really about core values, where it's about people before profits, where it's about the mission we're on. So that allows us to get through those hard times, if you will, because we're focusing on why we're doing this in the first place. And our mission is is to help people do more, right? Do more of what they love, whether they're an athlete or they're an entrepreneur, whether house mom or grandparent, it's all about our intention is pure and it's about helping people. And I believe because we've been able to do that and we have people that believe in this mission as we do, we're able to get through those low points. So, and I think the other part of that question too, is we're constantly seeking improvement. I'll I'll share a quick story. So I, I coach my son's soccer team. I have two boys and I've been coaching his soccer team for the last couple of weeks and it's been a blast. All right. And at first I was a little hesitant because as you know, an entrepreneur, we don't have much, much time to give. And if we do, I want to make sure I give quality time. So what ends up happening is we're about six weeks into our practice. And yesterday I had to run a scrimmage between the parents and the kids. Now the kids have never played their parents. So what was funny was, here we are thinking the parents are going to go easy on the kids. And no, right. the parents are going full force and the kids are going full force. So what ends up happening is, of course, everybody's had a blast. By the way, the parents won like four to two, which is crazy. <laughs> but the moral of the story is this. My son, as we're driving home in the car, he's, he goes, dad, did you see me? Did you see me? I played so much better in that game. Mm-hmm. And I said, why was that? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, because they were really good. So I had to pause mm-hmm. and reflect on that. And I think that applies to other aspects of life, right? If we want to get better, we seek wise counsel or we put ourselves in proximity of people that are doing it better than us. I thought that was a lesson learned for, for us yesterday. It was pretty fun.
0: Yeah. What a great story and a great lesson. So Joel, do you also have a story of the aha moment where you realized as a leader, you had a blind spot and what was that moment?
1: Yes. I believe it was like two years ago when I decided to commit to this venture full force. I had been in business partnerships in the past that didn't really really pan out. And my blind spot then was, I guess my Achilles heel is I I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And Jade can attest to that. And maybe because lack of experience, or maybe just being more tuned in with doing things from a pure intention, if you versus just looking at business as just like profits and numbers and all that. And I and I get it. Look, we're in business, and we're in the business of making money. But we're, I'm in the business of impacting people's lives, and that's where I've always been. And in the past, I hadn't aligned myself with other partners that thought of it that way. So I guess in my growth, I've been able to learn from those experiences when I realized through the course of doing business with my partners at that time is that my value system was to help people through the health and wellness space because we were changing people's lives. We were in the business of transforming their lives. They were solely focusing on the bottom line. And a lot of the bottom line questions were not congruent with our mission. And although we were doing well, it was always about the bottom line for them. For me, it was about the people, the mission, the vision. So what ends up happening is that I understood that the core alignment of how we were operating a business was looking at our business from two different lenses. Mm. And once we had the opportunity to sell it, I knew at that point in time, I gathered this information on, okay, I know what I'm looking for at this moment in time, moving forward out of a partnership.
0: Well, so sounds like a lesson learned was make sure you're not just excited about the business and the person, but also make sure you align on values. And so now, is that how you were then able to say, you know what? My wife is a great partner. We share the same values. Or how did that, how did you manage that partnership?
1: (laughs) Yes. My wife has always challenged me in every way, shape, or form. And she was the one that actually talked us into doing restore she was like she was coming home excited uh, she was a part-time nurse at the time at restore hyper wellness she was coming home excited she was like i love what we're doing i think we should look into this i think we should be a part of this so i started going in there as a guest initially mm-hmm. and i started feeling great and i'm like wow this is fantastic I said, you know what, let's, let's see if there's an opportunity here for us. And we had a sit down conversation with the, our current partners at that time, they weren't, and they laid out what their mission was, was to spread these hyper wellness locations across South Florida. And with our, my operational background and experience and Jade's background in leading medical staff and professionals was just a great fit. And we just took this leap of faith. That's really what it was. It was a leap of faith in the unknown. We, you know, again, I hadn't had the best partnerships in the past, but we were taking this leap of faith because we believed in the mission and we believed in the people that we were now coming. Like for us, it's, it's now about doing things out of quality and the players we have on our side. Now they bring so much value to our organization that Mm -hmm. without them, sometimes we're like, man, we wouldn't be able to do this without them and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I think that's been a really cool lesson for us.
0: Wow. Well, I know you guys made it fairly well through the COVID crisis, and like you said, you now have great partners that you can rely on. But do you have a tip or two for other leaders regarding how to make it through crisis? I mean, I know you guys both came to the states from different countries, and I'm sure you you went through crises in your life that you overcame. And you just mentioned one that some would consider a little crisis when you realize the partners are not are not in alignment. So what could you say, or what would you say to other leaders about how to make it through crisis?
1: Definitely. I believe this answer is going to apply to, in my opinion, to not just business, but in life is just remember why you do what you do. And for us, our why is we want to make an impact on the lives of those that we serve our team, our members, and of course, our family, we're building something for them. So when we do have these ebbs and flows in our life, we always go back to like, okay, why are we doing this in the first place? And I believe it's more of a it's almost like more of a spiritual practice is just to really pause for a second and take inventory of what's most important in your life. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to take that inventory, then I believe you can get back on mission, and you can figure out the strategy, the new strategy, but you have to have that clear focus first. So I would just encourage any entrepreneur that's out there that's struggling or that's like frustrated because they want to get to Z, but they're currently at level B, you know, embrace the process, remember your why and persevere.
0: Beautifully shared. Th- thank you both so much for taking the time to, you know, to come on the CEO Spot show and share your wisdom with other leaders. And I know if people want to know more about your business, they can go to restore.com. And both of you can also be found via Facebook. And I'll put more of that in the description. But thank you again for being willing to share with others what you've learned.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you so much.